0: Welcome to the Startup Creative Podcast, I'm your host Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, your go-to source for straight up business advice. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, And on today's episode, I have a very special guest and a friend of mine, Rach, who is a qualified hypnotherapist and rapid transformational therapist, RTT therapist. So has some incredible insights into the brain and our wiring and our patterns and our beliefs and where they all come from. And so we're going to dive into one of my favourite topics, which is limiting beliefs. And I know that I talk about this stuff a lot, and you guys are often, you know, giving feedback and talking about it. And I often get emails being like, "I know it's going to be a limiting belief, Kay." So it's very much about our language here at Startup Creative over the last few years. Um, But I'm excited to share with you Rach and her wisdom because she speaks in such a Articulate way and relatable way about what's actually happening in the brain and how we can start to identify where we might be holding ourselves back and then also break out from those beliefs and rewire them. So Rach dives really clearly into um, understanding it, and I think the the first step to any sort of change is understanding your baseline and where where you're acting from and then from that understanding then you can actually start to practice and consciously choose to rewire and I share a little bit in this episode about some of the work that I did with Rach and how we became I mean we met through Instagram and I was so inspired by the way that she presented the work and how she lives it authentically and I did a hypnotherapy session with her, which was incredible and I share a little bit around it. It was very eye opening and powerful for me in my life and something that I'm I'm so grateful for that experience and will continue to have in my personal practice. Um so I highly recommend that if you wanna give it a go. Rach is a very safe, beautiful, incredible grounded practitioner who can help you go on that journey and really optimize yourself and your mind and clear out your your body and your past so that you can have a fresh clean slate and really go hard after your dreams and your goals so she's very well regarded in this space she's done lots of articles and advice giving on a number of different platforms and magazines and we're very lucky to have her sharing her wisdom with us today i have no doubt that it is going to land in such a beautiful clarifying way that will help you to understand and move through your limiting beliefs i look forward to hearing what you think and enjoy the episode Hi and welcome to the podcast, right?
1: Hi, nice to meet you here in person finally. I
0: know, we've known of each other and chatted on Instagram and done some work by Zoom together and now we get to be in your beautiful home in Sydney and recording one of our favourite topics and yeah, it's great to have you here as the expert.
1: Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Pleasure. Well, do you want to kick off by telling us what you do in your business and who you are and how you came to do it?
1: Yeah, I am a clinical hypnotherapist, and an RTT therapist, and a mum of two, and yeah, live in Sydney's inner west, but mostly all my sessions are online now, so I work with people all over the world, um, a lot in the States and all over Australia. Mm. And so what's RTT stand for? RTT stands for Rapid Transformational Therapy, yeah. and it's a therapy that was developed by Marissa Piers and she's from the UK, and basically it combines CBT NLP, psychotherapy, and hypnosis?
0: Mm, I love all of those things. I think tapping and and that NLP kind of stuff has been really powerful in my life over the years. But I love, um, and Rach and I did some work with hypnotherapy, and I was really interested to try it out. And, you know, a lot of science is proving how to go into your unconscious. And I think it's over the years, the word hypnotherapy, like, you know, my first thought is like a magic show. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it can have a bit of a bad rap, but when you really dive into it, it's, it's like a, um, I guess it's like a held meditation practice that helps you to go deeper.
1: Yeah, and I say that to a lot of my clients. It's nothing to be afraid of. You're in control the whole time. It is literally just like you're meditating. Hypnosis is just being in a relaxed enough state so that your answers are coming from the subconscious and we're rewiring at that subconscious level.
0: Mm. And we'll dive into what the subconscious is and how to rewire because it all is very science based. And I think what I'm interested in this conversation today and why I was so excited to have it on the podcast is that not only is this good for your own personal development, but it can be. Um, a way to really like help you to go bigger in your life and live your passion and overcome limiting beliefs and things that might be holding you back that maybe you're not even aware of, right?
1: Definitely, 100%. It's limiting beliefs are one of those things that they tend to present themselves as a story first. You'll notice, start to notice some patterns in your life like mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier, but you know, this pattern that I uh, recognized recently where it was all around not feeling supported. Mm. And so that's the way it presents itself at first. And then that's Mm. when I know I need to dive deeper. Yeah. Amazing. Well, let's get into this
0: and start to explain some of the terminology we're using so we don't lose people. Um, But yeah, there's lots of great skills that Rach is going to share and talk about her work as well. And it's definitely a practice that we both use in our lives and in our businesses. So How did you get into this work and where did it kind of unfold and come from?
1: Well, I was actually a media strategist for 16 years and was always really interested in consumer psychology. But it wasn't until I had my second child that I really sort of started to dive deep into this work and I was on my knees with postnatal depression, Mm -hmm. started to do kinesiology, started to do um, hypnotherapy therapy and all sorts of things to start to I did actually an intuition course as well which I really loved so it was all about really I've spent spending a lot of time in the subconscious Mm -hmm. and a lot of time really kind of unpacking how I got to that point Mm -hmm. and where I want to go
0: yeah I do what I love about that is like and I think there's times in my life like I um have have had a history of being in the catholic church and and really being indoctrinated and you know almost given a rule book of how to live your life and i think one of the most powerful times in my life was that realization that you know life wasn't happening to me i wasn't being punished by god or this wasn't you know this one trajectory of how my life could play out and i remember going to this really deep therapy session where i like it's like i gained all this power and being like What, you know, what do I want to create and who am I? And, like, these doors opened when I left that really strict, you know, indoctrination that was quite limited for me and went, like, wow. Who am I? Who who am I? And I can create anything. Like, anything is possible which I think that's why I'm so inspired to weave this stuff into business because you can't actually separate.
1: Yeah, and once you start, and it, you know, it's it's not always easy and sunshine and rainbows, but once you actually start doing the inner work yeah. and seeing your external world change and shift, you realize how yeah. much how much power we actually do have over our lives. Yeah. And I think like this is what I'd love you to
0: explain it probably more elegantly than I could. But when I really started to dive into neuroscience and understanding like Dr. Dr. Joe Dispenza, Rach and I are huge fans of and love Dr. Joe. If you've listened to this podcast, you've probably <laughs> heard his name a hundred times. Um, but his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself is a, was my entry point into mm. understanding this world. And what I loved about it is the science behind how our brains are are wired and the moment that you start to actually investigate your inner wiring, um, you see that the conscious mind, which most of us act from and think is absolute truth, is 5% of the brain. And then there's this subconscious part that holds like wired patterns and ways of doing life that we don't even, that are unconscious, we're not even aware of. And when people say, this is who I am and that this is, you know, you're like, Mm. are you or is that just an unconscious pattern that you're playing out and unaware of?
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, I'm obsessed with this stuff now and so I love leaning into all the stories that are coming up for me at any given time and I love being around people that also question Mm. that stuff and question me when I go, oh, this is just who I am, I'm just not good at um, making sure the kids have snacks or I'm just not good at, um, you know, having all the right things for a play date. Um, and actually going, actually, maybe I just actually really love working and I love being around my kids in a more present way. And I'm not going to be organized with all that sort of stuff because it's, yeah, yeah, that's just who I am. I actually, but well, it's very funny because um, I think I've
0: introduced limiting belief language to a few good friends of mine, and it's really funny when they flip it on me now. <laughs> like they, I'm like, oh, I don't have time. They're like, that's a limiting belief. <laughs> so it's very much our language. But actually, just quickly on that, I, I wish I looked up the actual quote and where I heard it. But I was listening to something the other day that says that the brain is actually trying to predict the future so Mm -hmm. we're actually trying to predict what you're gonna say and all that so so much like it even goes into the future not only like in there's unless we stop and be present and actually choose what we're focusing on or giving energy to then it's just it's almost like this rolling tape that unless you stop and step out Mm -hmm. you don't even realize it's rolling and you're so attached to
1: it well you've probably been around a few of those people that you think wow this person is so expanded in their, you know, in their thinking. Yeah. And they're, pro- they're the most present people I know. Yeah. The most present grounded people I know are the ones that really are able to just stay in where mm. they're at right now and not constantly be predicting the future.
0: Yeah. And it's a, it's a very hard practice and I was just talking to a client about this yesterday is that um, by w- you don't actually have to buy all these things or do all these things to, mm-hmm. like, be a good person or to heal yourself or you know open up opportunities it's like so much of it comes down to the present moment
1: yeah and it comes in waves too like there's times in my life where i really want a deep support and going to see my kinesiologist or seeing a healer and then there's times in my life that i know that i can just access this Mm. through my own hypnosis or my own meditation yeah and so it's doing that dance as well between knowing when you need support and when you can do it yourself. Mm. And I think this is like if we're weaving it back into people
0: who are starting businesses or thinking about starting businesses or growing businesses, it very much is like these are the times where you might notice that you're like, Mom, I I don't have enough time or my idea is not good enough or, you know, you notice fear in your life and that can be, you know, when you start to really investigate deeper as to, why you might not be taking action or, or priming yourself or putting yourself out there, then like I, we, we encourage you to actually go, well, you know, there is an element of something that could be going on that you're not totally aware of yet that is holding you back.
1: There's actually something I have found so healing about starting my own business. So when I started my own business in 2015, that is when the work started to get really interesting Because I did start healing and releasing those limiting beliefs around being seen, Mm. taking up space, fear of failure, fear of judgment. You know, what do people, what are people going to think? And so it was, yeah, starting my business has been equally as transforming as the postnatal depression, really.
0: And that's like, that's
1: what Brene Brown
0: talks about, right? Is like that quote that like changed my life of like being in the arena. You know, and it's like mm. when you're in the arena of business, then you, that's when you learn the most lessons. And I say it to my coaching clients all the time, I'm like, there's only so much planning and prep we can do. It's not until you start that we will be
1: able to learn so yeah. much. Yeah, well, being in that constant research state mm. is really sometimes a form of procrastination too. hundred percent and self-sabotage. You're just
0: like, oh, yeah, one day. I think like what, what I love about this work and how it helped me to start my business is that I was in that nine to five commute, you know, miserable with my life. And, you know, the body is showing you and telling you when you're not happy and that there's there's potentially more for you to experience. And that started manifesting in me as headaches, really bad headaches. Mm -hmm. And the, you know, this work in particular, was helped me to step out of being a victim to well that's just who I am and I can't and you know Ooh. whatever that language to ah, uh, what if I was the creator of the experience and what if I took charge and I took the reins and i and I harnessed my energy and I overcame my limiting beliefs and I backed myself, what would be possible? and that's how startup creative came so
1: I'm, I'm
0: so passionate so let's let's get um people skilled up on this stuff so what is the unconscious mind and tell us yeah maybe
1: start there <laughs> so the, the brain has different we have different brainwave states and when we are in the ages of naught to seven we're in this lower brainwave state of a theta state so there's beta which is when we're awake, which is um, my beautiful meditation teacher, Jackie, describes it like waves in the different stages of the ocean. So the top of the choppy ocean is the, the, um, you know, the the beta state. So that's where our conscious thoughts are, um, you need to get something for dinner, need to write back to that email. That's where most of us are playing Mm -hmm. all day long. Yep. and then the next one down is alpha so that's when we awake but we're really relaxed so we might be watching a movie watching tv we're starting to sort of focus on something but we're also relaxed mm. and then that theta brainwave state is really meditation it's hypnosis it's when we're in that part of sleep where we're dreaming but we also are kind of making decisions sometimes mm. in our dream you know that mm-hmm. that sort of trippy state and then there's delta which is that deep dreamless sleep so that hypnosis meditation state theta when we're naught to seven we're constantly in that state and you see that with kids in that imagination play you know they've got an empty cup of tea and Mm. they're kind of pretending to drink it and they're in that imaginative state all the time Mm. which is beautiful but it's also there to help them program the system that's going to keep them alive when they're older. Mm-hmm. So they're programming from society. They're absorbing, you know, how do their parents interact? What, what does love mean? What does money mean? Um, and they're also programming from direct experiences that have happened to them. So they might start to believe uh, at some point in their lives that they, it's safer for them to keep small. It's safer for them to keep quiet because it means they don't get in trouble. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think I was reading about this the other day, actually. It's like when the lower you go into the brain brainwaves, how I was reading and understanding it was that you're taking less attention off your environment mm-hmm. and you're more susceptible to receiving messages. So it's like that zero to seven is your, there's no filter. It's like whatever mm-hmm. you see, hear, experience, feel, believe, whether it's reality or not is going in and being stored, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But also it's we're, we're, it's going in at a child's mind too. Yeah. So the way a three-year-old or the way you, you absorb something when you're three or four, you don't have that lens of, Mum's really stressed at work or um, dad's just lost his father or, you know, Mm. you don't, you're not old enough to really understand all the other dynamics that are happening in the house. And the
0: context and and rational, you're not rational. You're just, you're present, you're there, you know, if you experience something, then it becomes your truth, right?
1: Totally. And so what we started to believe to keep us alive and keep us loved and fed at four or five or six or seven, Mm. sometimes that, it helped us at some point, you know, Mm. it was really helpful then. But we get to an age where we're 27, we're 37, we're 47, and we realize that we actually don't need to keep replaying Mm. that belief anymore. It has gone from helping us when we were little, but now as we're starting a business, as we're evolving, as we're stepping into our power, Mm. it starts to hold us back. Yeah, this is
0: really interesting, and I think we could talk on this for hours. So as it's in that um, we store that like the unconscious like whatever's going in from zero to seven, and then so what happens from like eight onwards? We then start to form more of that conscious thinking,
1: yeah. So, I, guess I always describe to my clients that once we have a belief, it's like this bush track to the beach, right? Mm-hmm. The mind is got something called confirmation bias, so it wants to constantly prove our beliefs to us. Mm-hmm. And so, if we established a belief at three or four that we're not lovable. Mm-hmm then what the mind will do is it doesn't matter at school if you've got six other friends, you'll start focusing on that one friend at school Mm. who doesn't like you. Mm -hmm. And the mind will just keep focusing on that and focusing on that. So it becomes like this well-worn path. Then we Mm. start relationships and we're teenagers and that pours on top. And then, um, you know, our parents split up and dad doesn't reach out to us as much. And then that reinforces Mm -hmm. that belief as well. So, um, what we try to do when I work with a client and when we're diving into it, and this when I'm doing my own work too, is I imagine that we're creating this new bush track to the beach. Mm. We're creating a new path, and that needs repetition. It needs repetition. It needs consistency to start to bed in that new path. Mm. Uh, that's really cool because it's like, and I think that's the thing around coming out of
0: the victim to the creator of like, you know, you get to the fork in the road and you're like, Okay, now that I know that there's maybe an unconscious belief that's wired in there from whatever experience that happened that believes I'm unlovable, when you start to do like meditation processes or reflections, you can start to catch where you're believing that or thinking that or living that in your life as an adult, and then start to go, actually, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna change the path that I'm gonna walk down now. Which means that that's, that's where you become the creator. And I just actually had a realization around that idea of, um,
1: what was the bias that you said? Confirmation bias. The
0: confirmation bias. So it's like we, most of our confirmation bias is to a limiting belief.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: if you use that same confirmation bias to, a positive, like what you want to create, which is really just manifesting, right? Mm -hmm. Is that you? if you're like, I am wealthy, I am capable, I'm smart, I'm confident, I'm the expert, then is it right in saying that the brain will also look for those experiences?
1: Yeah, well, we have to train it though too. So um, something I'll do with my clients is that, number one, I'll give them a new recording. So Mm -hmm. I'll I'll do a personalised recording for them where we're – I'm really embedding these new positive beliefs into their lives. Um, But I also ask them to take real life action too. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I ask them to take real life action, because it actually starts to cement that new path for them. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I do with myself is that, okay, I've had a limiting belief come up at the moment that I'm not supported, Mm -hmm. which when I was 20 was amazing. I moved out of home. I was completely independent. I, you know, wanted to look after my own money. I, you know, it really helped me when I was starting out in life. But now as I'm a business owner, it's just become this limiting belief because if I have belief that I'm not supported, then Mm. I can't bring people into my business and I can't expand further. Mm. So I've had to take, not only have I done my recording and my own RTT session, but I've also taken real-life action in employing a VA Mm. and starting to train that VA so that I'm actually taking, you've got to take action Mm. as well.
0: I actually think I'm going to be vulnerable here and share my experience of hypnosis with you. Um, My limiting belief that came up was I'm not lovable. And I see that play out in like, you know, also probably I'm not enough, you know, Mm. and that feeling like it's so common, really come really big in my business of that. Like, and I remember submitting my book and celebrating for a day. And then people, then people like, Oh, what do you do? Or, you know, whatever. And I was like, I just wrote a book and people like, What? And like, really celebrate me. And I was like, Yeah, like. Anyone can do it, you know. Like I just moved on to, the, mm. which is like that constant moving the bar of I'm not good enough. Um, but the something that I think that I learnt, which is that action fr- from doing the hypnosis and and observing that was um, feeling like finding people in my life that did make me feel loved mm. and f- investing in them, and then and looking for the places in my life where, and then it's all of a sudden it's like. I remember I think we chatted about it a few weeks afterwards where I took the blinkers off and all of a sudden I was like, oh, there's love everywhere. Like yeah. these people want to hang out with me or this person's got my back or someone just made me dinner or, you know, all these things. And it's like, "Ah, oh, wow. It's like, amazing.
1: You, mm. Oh, and it's like my belief of I'm not supported. Like, mm. I have an incredible husband. He supports me every day. We Mm. run, you know, we're a good team. I've got incredible friends around me. Like there is so much evidence Mm. that I am supported in my life, but it's not until we actually start to up-level or evolve or create a change Mm. in our business or our lives in a way that these triggers sort of present and go, hang on a second, you've still got a little bit more work to do here.
0: I like that actually. I like that as a way of of looking at where you might be holding yourself back, and instead of being like shit, like I've got this big limiting belief, yeah, I'm but shit actually, at and,
1: yeah. yeah,
0: you can actually look at it and be like, ah, oh, okay, I'm gonna grow through that and yeah. see what unfolds. So, um, what are some of the common uh, limiting beliefs that you see in business owners?
1: Uh, The most common ones I see are fear of failure is a big one. So people Mm -hmm. procrastinating, holding themselves back, not even starting because Mm -hmm. they're so afraid of failure. Um, Mm -hmm. The other one I see a lot of is this fear of not belonging, which presents, I guess, in this fear of judgment. I had a client the other day who would put something on Instagram and then delete it if it didn't get mm. enough likes, and just like in constant fear of what other people are thinking. Mm. And when we do that, we're really putting other people on a higher pedestal than us. And mm. so, you know, we really need to build our self worth around there and know that we are loved. Um, mm. We don't need to betray ourselves and our own vision to belong.
0: Mm. Um, That's a big one, I yeah. feel, because um, the not belonging, I think, is like where you. Like, oh that's some you know, that's somebody else's dream or somebody else's world and we can envy them and and put them on pedestals or get jealous or compare ourselves mm-hmm. and yeah, what if you just spun that on its head and went, Okay, I also want to be in that world and then yeah. the action that you can take to go, all right, how can I put myself in that world? Maybe I will get a coach or go to a networking event or download a course or you know, do And
1: I think one of the things I learned which um, sounds a bit weird, but the, the number one thing I love is knowing that it is always feels uncomfortable. Mm. Like getting used to the fact that every time you push yourself out of your comfort zone, it's always going to feel uncomfortable mm. and knowing that. And just knowing that it's just a growing pain, you just have to push yourself through it the first time, and then mm. the next time's easier, and the next time's easier.
0: Mm. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before around like one of my common realizations is when nature reflects back to you: birth or like growth. Mm. You know, it's like it's not, something has to break. A seed has to break open, or or childbirth. Such a good one. And, even like, you know, gold is made in a furnace of fire. Like I love that. You know, there's so many examples of where things transform or transmute pain or whatever into, you know, life and, and something yeah. that birthing something new. Yeah. Yeah. Well
1: the other one that I see a lot is um is actually this cap. I guess, once you start to, you know, get rid of the limiting beliefs around not trusting yourself or the fear of judgment and stuff like that, it becomes really interesting because you start to realize that you've got these subconscious caps or mm. um, sometimes it's called like an upper limit pro- upper limit problem mm. where we feel on some subconscious level that we can't be more successful or have more money than our parents or mm. our brothers or our older sister. And, and so we're limiting ourselves or self-sabotaging ourselves, but we're not even completely sure why, because I'm like, because you might think, oh, I'm confident, I'm taking action, I'm doing all the right things. Um, But then at a subconscious level, you're self-sabotaging because you've got this cap of how much money Mm. you feel like you can bring in or this cap of um, how successful you're allowing yourself as Mm. well. Oh,
0: that is a huge one. I noticed that in my life as well of like, uh, I think how it plays out is, and I see it in clients as well, is they will plan and plan and plan and (laughs) never
1: take the action. Yeah, I'm a bit guilty of that too sometimes.
0: Yeah, I mean, me too. It's like I could sit down and have the most inspiring day and plan out a whole e-course and then wake up the next day and not do the actual hard work to make the e-course come to life.
1: I love a color-coded Google calendar (laughs) and I could pretty much spend a day planning out my whole calendar and then, yeah, just to procrastinate.
0: Yeah, and you, or you think you're like, oh, this is the, you know, I'm, I'm really working hard.
1: <laughs> you're like you're
0: doing the easy stuff because to actually, you know, then move into the uncomfortable zone means that maybe you will succeed further than you've ever done before.
1: Mm. The other one that's really interesting that's been coming up for me a lot this year is this um, worthiness around resting, mm. which I see with a lot of other business owners too. It's sort of, you know, pushing yourself and pushing yourself and not letting yourself rest Mm. because until you've done X, Y, and Z. Yeah. um, And that there's a lot of self-worth stuff and a lot of abundance blocks in that because resting is receiving. Yeah. And so how much are you – allowing yourself to yeah rest because
0: we we're, we're sold you know the message everywhere you look that you have to work hard and hustle and put in the hours mm-hmm. and you know there is definitely seasons of that you know writing my book i was like crazy probably yeah. manic <laughs> of that but then allowing myself to rest and restore for about a week or two yeah you got to it's
1: such an important part of the process mm, yeah is there any other limiting beliefs you had Pretty... Um, no, I guess just more around that not trusting yourself as well. Not trusting yourself really um, can come up a lot for people mm. and they kind of struggle to make decisions or they constantly, again, once again, it's putting other people's. Thoughts mm. or opinions above yours, mm. and so second guessing yourself.
0: Well, so some of this stuff might come from, like you know, your. I guess it's up just as a full disclosure for everyone at home is that we're mm-hmm. by no means diagnosing, or Got you know, yeah. um, if this is work that we do and we investigate yeah. in ourselves, and that Rach facilitates. Um and is qualified to facilitate, but it really is your own discovery and own understanding like everyone's responsible for their own totally understanding of where it came from and it you know could be from you know, I think for me, um, a lot of my beliefs around you know s- stepping up out of the entrepreneur world is I didn't have examples of that and you know kids were seen and not heard in my family and mm-hmm. you know it wasn't um wasn't really empowered to be like what is your opinion what do you stand for who are you and what do you want to become and like i remember coming into entrepreneurship and being like why didn't anyone tell me this stuff (laughs) you know like i wasn't given an option i was like driven towards the stock standard career path
1: yeah and i think um in a similar vein my biggest thing was not really realizing that Connection with self was so important Mm. and that we do have all the answers that we need within us. And I was constantly going outside myself and thinking everybody else had the answers, Mm. but that practice of going inward, meditating or whatever the practice is that you do to connect with yourself. Some people it's swimming laps, some people it's Mm. cooking, whatever gets you into that meditative state and that theta brainwave state Mm. regularly. Yeah is going to help you get to know yourself better and trust yourself better and trust your mm. own decisions and And make it lots. a commitment. You know, I talk about morning routines and I
0: know you do as well. Like you have to be willing to stop and zoom out. It's so and it feels counterintuitive, but if you can stop and zoom out, like what is you know, what will you see or what will you unlock and and it actually helps you to move forward with more ease and flow. Totally. Yeah amazing okay so is it possible to rewire the limiting beliefs of
1: course (laughs) um we always well i mean i grew up in the 80s thinking that you know our brains were hardwired which because that's what science believe yeah now we know they're plastic now we know that's you know, 100% possible to change and to create new neural pathways and old neural pathways can die off. So those old limiting beliefs can die off as Mm. we get more and more evidence for our new positive belief Mm -hmm. um, and we can start to rewire it. Yeah, amazing. So how do we do it? (laughs) So I think the first (laughs) step... What's the magic pill? (laughs) The first step is to become a detective. So, you know, we touched on it earlier, but really start to explore the stories and the self-talk that you're saying to yourself over and over again. and maybe it's not just you're saying it to yourself, you're saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. I'm not good with money. Um, I'm just not confident enough. I can't put myself out there. You start to notice all the stories and the conversations that you're having with yourself and others, and that is the first step. Mm-hmm. And if you're confused, if you're kind of feeling a bit stuck and you don't know what that limiting belief is, you, then you know, meditate, journal, ask that question before you go into meditation and then just – See what comes up.
0: Sometimes I, I encourage people and it's like when you, um, do a dreams list or a goals list, mm. like that's a really good way to trigger your limiting belief totally. <laughs> because you could, if you sit down and dream, do a day in the life of you five years from now, your wildest dreams are coming to life and dream without limitation or practical. How is it going to happen? And just write it out then read it out loud to yourself and see how you feel most of the time you'll be like oh that could never happen or I'm not smart enough or whatever yeah good way to highlight them
1: it is a good way of highlighting it um and then to rewire it's a combination It's a combination of getting into that subconscious regularly and changing the story and really tapping into that future self, that future vision, Mm. and visualising it. Um, Obviously, I'm a big fan of hypnotherapy, but you can do that through meditation as well. Meditate and then really get a clear idea about where you're headed in five years Mm. and start to have that as your guiding light. Mm. And then you've got to take action. So you've got to, you can write a list of all the things that it would uh, look like if you were feeling supported, if you were feeling confident, you could write a whole long page of this and just take one thing off that list and tackle one of those things a week. Mm -hmm. And then you start to prove it to yourself. Mm. You start to show the mind that actually this isn't true. Mm. Or you can write a list to prove that it isn't true too. Like if you have a belief that you're not lovable then actually write a list of all the areas of your life and all the people in your life that show you that you are lovable so that um, you can start showing the mind that that's not necessarily true.
0: Mm. That's That reminds me of an analogy that Dr. Joe used at his um, workshop that I went to a few years back and knowing that if you've got this really deep-seated limiting belief and, like, you know, I worked with Rach at the beginning of lockdown, so I'm 31, and it's been sitting in there for 31 years and I've been playing it out in my relationships and in, you know, my life and whatever else. And so I know that I've got 31 years to undo that and it's going to be uncomfortable when you try to, you know, your body's going to want to go down that usual pathway that it's already known because mm. it's it's looking for the familiar. Um, so it's going to, there's going to take an effort to actually turn and go down the new pathway Mm -hmm. and joda spencer talks about it in meditation is like it's like you're riding a horse right and the horse is gonna like go you know choose that natural pathway because that's where it's been going for the last 31 years every time you take it for a ride and, but you're, you've got the reins and you mm. have to pull that horse into line and it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to hurt and your body's going to want to resist it. And you're going to want to find evidence to support the neuro pathway. Cause it's, it's trying to fire and wire and it's trying to get its hit mm-hmm. that says this is who we are and it's certainty. And even if it's, you know, it's not serving you, it's still, it doesn't think consciously it doesn't it's not a rational mind that will say oh maybe you aren't you know you you are lovable like it's just going to be like this is the way that we go we always go this way so he talks about this amazing analogy of like and I always think of it reining it in you're taking charge the body is going to like kick and scream but if you can harness your mind and tell your body where it's going, then the body will eventually follow what your what your mind yeah. is telling yeah, you. Yeah, and do. some
1: of them are deep-seated like that and some of them do take a lot more effort. And then some of them, once you become aware of them, mm it's amazing just awareness itself can help you drop away from it and just think, Oh my God, I can't believe I thought that. (laughs) I'm never going to think that again. (laughs) And so, you know, knowing that, yeah, some of them are, some of them are long-term and they evolve. And, you know, you might think that that might come up for you again when you start a new relationship in Mm. a small way, but it won't be the same way it was. Mm. So, you know, we're always evolving and growing and leaning into these limiting beliefs and, and, um, yeah. yeah. Sometimes they're fast and sometimes they're slow and yeah. Yeah. yeah, And they can be
0: sneaky. So but I think that's where meditation has been so powerful for me in that it's like, all right, what else do I have to weed out of there that is not serving me? Mm-hmm. Um, so how long does this work take? And like, what what's the kind of process? How do you work? And like, what can you expect when you go on this journey? Because, you know, it can feel overwhelming and daunting and, you might want to resist it a little bit, but
1: what's what's here? So tips? I work in 28-day capsules with most clients. Mm-hmm. Some clients want to go on and do other stuff, but usually we start with a 28-day capsule. We have an initial two-hour session where we really dive together into the subconscious and do that detective work. Mm-hmm. And what are the stories, what are tying, what kind of memories are tying mm-hmm. and created these limiting beliefs. And then we do a healing and then I do a personalized recording for you that you listen to live in session to rewire the mind. And you listen to that recording every day over the 28 days. And then we have coaching calls within that at the 14-day mark and the 28-day mark. And that's to make sure people feel supported, Mm -hmm. to talk about what real-life actions they could be taking. Um, And, yeah, for some things, you know, I do a lot of food clients. I do a lot of money, business blocks, clients, Mm -hmm. Really, I have people come to me with quite unusual things sometimes, and it's it's mm. interesting work. Like it's really amazing. I absolutely love it. But yeah, it's it's knowing that sometimes from the session itself, people just go, "Oh my god, I will never think like that again. Mm. I cannot believe that that was the belief running below the surface." Mm. And then other people really need um, that support and nurturing over the twenty eight days and beyond. Mm.
0: And I think it's like when you start to zoom out and really observe the work; it's like your life can't not change. You know, like as yeah. soon as you you start to notice something, you can be like ah, like well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do this differently. And yeah, I definitely had a, a transformational time, and it was it's hard. Like for me, in my experience, it was like. And I was saying to Rachel before this podcast is like, I'm not afraid to go there. Like I, you know, we were also talking about um human design types and mm. I am a manifester. So my energy is very intense and full on. And my mom is always like, I worry about you, Kayleen. <laughs> like you just do everything to the extreme. So when Rachel and I did my medita- uh, hypnosis, I was like, I'm going there. Like yeah. take me as deep as you can. And
1: I think that's the thing. Some people, you, your subconscious will take you to where you're ready to go
0: yeah and i think like what i really loved about it and you know how i see it with my own personal meditation practice is that there's times where i can get up and meditate and really go there and i know that i've like lost track of space and time for the last 45 minutes and my i will get up and my legs numb and i'm like wow i'm so like out of my body and and observing my life play out and then there's times where I'm just like, you can't get there. And I think that was the nice thing about working with you is that it's almost like some, you know, you're guided to go deeper than maybe sometimes you even allow yourself to go.
1: Yeah. And it's always, it's one of those things as well that you've got to be ready. Um, and it's, and yeah, it's got It's not for everyone mm. either. You yeah. know, it's a certain part of your life where you kind of go, I am so sick of that pattern yeah i've done talk therapy on this or i've done meditation on this and i can't crack it but i'm done with it um i get a lot of those kind of people people that are just ready to go i'm done with this Mm. let's change this
0: let's shift which is where change is really the only place where change happens Mm -hmm. is when you finally fed up enough and you go there's so much pressure building or you know for me it was like getting sick like five years ago when i started startup creative and And it's, like, you finally get to that breaking point where you're just, like, you know, which is also the birth mentality of being, like, okay, I can't fit in this existence anymore, in this current state of existence, and it's not serving me, and I'm ready to break free. And, like, that's growth, right? It is. Wow, what a journey. Thank you so much for sharing so clearly and articulate about um everything that we live and breathe and are often chatting about thank
1: you so much for having me i'm glad we finally got one of these chats actually recorded
0: i know (laughs) we've actually been trying to do this for months and it's been wild timing but here we are and i think it'll be really helpful so for those of you who have maybe felt called to do some of this work or would like to try it out or that you're noticing um where maybe some of these stories are playing out in your life like we're all in this together right like all totally. of us have them we're all place. doing the work we're all just- the time <laughs> <laughs> no one's perfect we're all messed up no <laughs> um where can people find you and maybe book in a f- for a session
1: um you can find me at rachelcrether.com uh r-a-c-h-e-l-c-r-e-t-h-a-r or just at rachelcrether on um instagram
0: Awesome, and we'll put all those links in our show notes and on our Instagram as well. Thank you so much, Wrench. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Startup Creative Podcast. If you get a chance, head to iTunes and leave a rating and review. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified every time there's a new podcast up. See you next week.